Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name's Adam. Hello, Adam. What's going on, Cole? I'm so grateful to be here again with you. How's your week been? Um, really fantastic. I just got back from Guadalajara, where I went to the Jereluz Festival. Yeah. And spent some time with a friend, and it was fantastic. Love to hear that. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, I'm happy that you got to go to that. Thank well, you. Uh, Thank you for your well wishes. Let's talk about some art. Uh, and let's talk about some cliches Ooh. in art. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of platitudes. There's a lot of cliche sayings that float around. And a lot of times, you know, there's this new saying I've, I've heard. It's like cliches are cliche for a reason, which is like because they're true. But uh, That's the reason? I've heard that. But <laughs> I'm going to challenge... Oh, I'm going to ch- break through. We're challenging conventional wisdom. We're challenging some conventional wisdom. We're going to talk about three art cliches that get it wrong. Okay, let's let's see who's right. Let's dive into number one. Uh, and this is one that always has bothered me. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Okay, on the surface. Sounds nice. I've seen it happen over and over again. You have. I have. But I'm going to push back a little bit. On Please that. do. Talent and hard work are not uh, mutually exclusive. And in my opinion, someone who is a hard worker in uh, several aspects will display talent, basically. Okay, yeah. Because working course. hard yeah. at your craft is what people will perceive as talent. Okay. Um, I think, obviously, there are some things that you could just chalk up to talent. Like if someone has a pretty sounding voice, like that, we could consider that a talent. Um, But I think most professional singers, whether or not they have a good voice, you know, you have to still practice and develop technique and become become a talented singer through hard work. Yeah. yeah, So, and I think there's a, um, some people will excuse their lack of practice as like, well, I'm a hard worker. I may not be the most talented guy, but I will work hard at the gig or, uh, you know, I'll work hard on this project. But doesn't that indicate hard work? Well, that's where I'm taking it. Okay, good. If you want to be the guy who gets by on hard work, be the guy who gets by on hard work. So then you get, uh, jobs from your talent because you worked hard before the audition to be the most talented guy fantastic or girl or girl person yeah um you know then you can be the person with the talent that everyone else is going oh they're so talented but i'm a hard worker so if if we were to modify this to maybe reflect reality it's hard-working talented people are usually going to rise to the surface over talented people who don't work hard yeah well i would say hard work builds talent Hard work builds talent. And talent will get you good work. If you work hard. If you work hard. So hard work builds talent. And talented hard workers are likely going to uh, rise to the surface. Hold on. Let me get my When pen. there are talented <laughs> people who aren't working hard. Sure. Basically, you can work hard to be the talented person that gets the job. And then your work ethic that you have will make you do a good job at the job. 100 percent so that's uh 
Myth number one, busted. Cliche Boom. number one, busted. All right, moving on. Cliche number two, if it's bad for the heart, it's good for <gasps> the art. We talked about this last we week. We talked about this last week. Um, but I think I wrote this down first. Okay. And I think you might have copied me. Uh-huh, sure. Um, but, you know, relying on bad times, tough experiences, and breakups as inspiration for your art is not really the healthiest thing. Uh, sometimes artists will fall into a destructive cycle where they're almost kind of Ooh, yeah. waiting for something bad to happen to them because they're hitting a writer's block, hitting a creative wall. This is where we get the the cliche of the brooding artist. Yeah. And I think it's good to create art when things are going well. And you can find inspiration from those good things in life that are happening to you. But it's not the only option. Just because you're happy doesn't mean you have to make happy art. Yes. Uh, you can create brooding, deep, emotional art just because you find that to be interesting to make. Yeah. And you think that it's good and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find plenty of bad things happening all over the planet to write songs about. They don't necessarily have to be happening to you. Uh, you could create an amazing painting, um, you know, about a tragic thing, and it doesn't have to be your breakup. So in the context of what we talked about last week, I think this phrase can be helpful to say, if something bad happens in your life, don't allow it to immobilize you. Instead, use that as an opportunity to create. So in right. that in that s- instance, this phrase, if it's bad for the heart, it's good for the art, can be helpful. But if we move into the other direction to say, I can only make something when something bad happens, then we've just put ourselves in a really tough spot. And I am not going to like minimize things like addiction, um, but there's definitely people who kind of use... Um, their art career as a enabling factor in things like addiction and depression. Like, Oh, I'm a tortured artist. I'm an interesting guy because I have problems. But you know, if you work on yourself and you can come to a better place in life, I promise like people are still going to be interested in your art because you're a talented artist and your, your life story and your background is not the only thing that people come there for. They're there to see you make the art. All right, so some people are going to think that I'm talking nonsense right now, but let me take an Enneagram break right here. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system like the Myers-Briggs. Maybe you've done that for work at some point. A lot of artists are Enneagram 4s, which is the individualist. And one of the hallmarks of the individualist is that they have a rich emotional life. And because of that, there is the tendency for an unhealthy individualist and an an unhealthy four to allow the emotional life to be the controlling force for all decision making. And so that's kind of what you're talking about is this idea of, ooh, I'm not being authentic unless I'm experiencing and expressing a negative emotion. And what I would encourage all of us to do is to understand and recognize that authenticity entails a breadth of emotion not just existing in a place of negativity 100% of the time. Totally agree. So that's uh, cliche number two, busted. Boom. We, we're just busting cliches out here. And number three, uh, this is the last final cliche that we're going to absolutely destroy today on this podcast. 
Art needs to have a deeper meaning to be important. Uh, oftentimes, people look at a piece of abstract art, maybe a film that they didn't really understand, and they try to come up with a meaning uh, or try to grapple with some underlying theme that they try to find. Or, you know, they're just sometimes they're just be saying stuff. <laughs> um, and I've experienced this myself. Like, I've even written songs where people are like, oh, I love how you kind of had this theme going on underneath where it's like all this clever whatever and i'm like nah dude it's literal like this is just i just liked it i just wrote it because i liked it and you know you don't always have to have a deeper meaning behind every single art piece that you make you can just make something because you like how it looks you can just make a painting and you think it's pretty and that's it uh you can just say i made this because i like it and that's all the explanation that people need and I think sometimes this is an extension of trying to impress other artists. Instead of creating art that connects with your audience, sometimes people want to try and do something clever and impressive mm. to someone else who also makes art. Mm. And in, I think instead of worrying about what art people think, let go of the judgment that you're perceiving from them and just create art that you and your audience can connect over. Yeah. So that's uh, cliche number three busted maybe we'll uh oh bong. maybe we'll uh make this uh a f- another episode at some time we'll just we'll start collecting cliches myth busting and, and talk about whether or not they contain truth within or if they're uh, unhelpful for us yeah i think that could be a good little series yeah that's maybe a nice a, idea maybe a biannual update yeah if you got any art cliches throw them our way yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out in uh, in our Instagram DMs, Entrepreneur Podcast. There's the plug for this week. Uh, let us know of some art cliches that you've heard that you think need busting. But until then, uh, we'll see you next week. We hope you have a great week full of creating amazing art. I love you. <laughs> I love you, audience. Bye. Bye.